Thank you for listening. That's the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they haven't listened to anything yet. <laughs> Here we go. Disgusting, how do? What? It's just horrible. Why? Why are you saying that? You look like a canary. You're wearing a hoodie. We're both wearing hoodies. Black. Yours is like sort of stained yellow. It's awful. Welcome to Staying Relevant, the podcast with Sam Thompson, myself, and Peter James Wicks, two best friends who are on their quest for superstardom and fame. I've also drawn on my trousers within two minutes, which is terrible. Um, We are professional now, so there is going to be swearing, and I'm going to be drinking, and if you don't like that, f*** off you. Every other podcast, I've realised they all get pissed, and I feel like that's where we're letting Because most other podcasts, they don't have personalities, so they need to get pissed in order to get the best out of their guests, whereas we don't have any guests because no one wants to come on and Sam talks over them, so... Don't say that, that's actually quite painful, it's not really fair, Um, to be fair. We've had loads more reviews about that. Have we actually? Yeah. Because of Saffron? No, not because of Saffron, because of you. No, but isn't that, is that, are they talking about the Saffron one? Yeah, and then people go back to other guests that we've had Fucking on hell, and talk mate. about the fact that you I don't even changed. read the reviews anymore. Uh, I'm just going to leave. It is what it is. I'm going to go and then you can just have Pete and Saffron and you can all be there enjoying yourself. She would be a, actually a really good host. Well, anyway, you can catch our podcast every single Friday on YouTube and you can catch it out live on Mondays. Extra bits on YouTube. Extra bits. Same don't right know what those extra bits are, but there are extra bits. Every single Friday. And they come out on Monday as well, uh, live. Um, if it's you want live. Well, it comes out on Monday first. It goes live. It goes live on Monday first. And you can hear it um, on Spotify and anywhere you get your podcast, really. Uh, and then if you want to watch it, you can watch it on Fridays on YouTube. So like, review, rate, subscribe, follow, just all them words, do all that. And then if you really do feel like I talk over the guests, then please do send tips. And it's not even just talking over the guests, you talk over me quite a lot. And if you do feel like I talk over Pete as well, please do send tips as to how I can be better. And this week we will be doing a poll on Instagram on whether or not you think Sam is actually any good as a podcast host. I don't do that because you know what's... You know, don't do that because I'm actually going to... It's going to really knock the confidence and you know I like to be fluffed. He does like to be fluffed. Um, which is um, what Charlotte, our producer, does for him. She fluffs him. I don't um, fluff him because he, he generally makes that weird. Anyway, what have you been up to this week, Peter? Um, well, should we start with your what have you been up to this week? All right, fine. I went to Austria with Peter. Yeah, so that's what I've done this week as well. And how was that for you? Fucking loved it. We went out to Austria on a job. Um, we learnt how to board. Well, when we say we learn, we sort of carefully, accidentally on purpose, fell down hills. I don't know what that means. We basically rocketed down black runs like a couple of fucking we legends. We accidentally went down a black run the first time we've ever been snowboarding because Sam got lost because it was a whiteout and missed <laughs> and missed the red run. So in the end, he was so far down it, we had to go down the black run. So there was no, oh, let's go down a black run. It's, oh, fuck, we're on a black run. <laughs> You know, there wasn't a conscious decision to go down a black run because I wouldn't have done it because, um, as it turns out, I'm fucking shit. He is terrible at snowboarding. Like, he's absolutely tossed. I thought... No, actually, no, 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 no. I'm going to stop that. I'm going to stop that. You're shit. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. It's actually, in comparison to normal people who have uh, never been snowboarding, not awful, can just about stand up. Okay. Sam... Slightly above okay, but still shit. Not really. Learned how to turn, could uh, could snowplow on the board all the way down any run, uh, made it down the but Then why run. didn't you? What do you mean? Well, you didn't snowplow down any run. You did spend a lot of time on the floor. Not as much as me, but you did spend... Tell them a- about your fall. 
Which one? The, the big <laughs> one. How long have we got? Tell me about the big one. Oh, what the one where I smashed my face head first into the um, into the snow, lost my sunglasses, uh, lost the mic, um, and um, thought I'd gone blind. That one. Um, I was actually, uh, I, I got up from it and everyone was like, are you okay, you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. Genuinely thought I'd gone blind. I just dislodged my contact. But for a minute, it was quite a scary experience. It was fucking brilliant. So Pete, Pete insisted on always going at the back. And, yes. and, and I was like, I don't know. Like, it really annoyed me. It's like, I want to watch you be shit. But the reason I wanted to go at the back was because... Um, based on what happened on the first time we actually went down any run, I didn't want to be the one to take us down a black run because I was lost. Like, because it was really hard to work out where you're going because there's all these different fucking runs and directional skills are not my, my thing. You need a tom-tom when you're really snowboarding. I, to be honest with you, I turn left. Tell him about your nose. Um, my nose has been broke twice anyway, so it's basically just gristle. But I, it, there was an imprint of it left in the snow. <laughs> My face in general. Um, hey, I was at the front of the queue, right? Just honestly carving it up. Like Sam was on the floor at the time that I'd fallen down because he'd fallen <laughs> down 20 yards in front of me. There was no, I was just carving it up. He he was going down. I think I'd seen him go down, started to laugh a little bit, then went down myself face first. What I have worked out is that my nose is an exceptional snowplough. Mate, the guy came down who was with us and went, mate, have you seen Pete? And I was like, what's happened? I turned around, he's... Spread eagled, face first on the snow, getting helped up. Yeah, yeah, and I was like an old man who's just fallen over. It was so, and his glasses were miles away. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it, it was not a great experience for me. But we were getting taught. What I say, getting taught. We had a guy called Jamie Nichols, who's a fucking really great guy. He's been to the Olympics twice as a snowboarder. Brilliant. Um, so I thought we were going to be getting taught how to snowboard. But effectively, what happened was he went right, jump up. Get yourself down there. <laughs> so we did that. I nearly went off a cliff at one point because he could, you know, forgot to mention how to stop, which I imagine is probably the first thing you should probably learn. No, when he said, when he said to stop, fall over. <laughs> yeah, stop, just fall. Um, I took that um, literally and just spent the majority of time falling. But actually the hardest part of it was the fact that I've been skiing before. Sam is part of or, or was part oh, of... Oh, fuck off. The, the GB uh, ski team apparently. Um, so for me, when I went skiing last time, all I did was, was drink. Um, that's the bit I was looking forward to. Sam didn't want to do that at all. Did you? No, because I wanted to enjoy the experience. You get taught at snowboard. Pete had an argument with the teacher. But you're such a wanker. You had an argument with the instructor being like, well, I don't know how to stop though, do I, mate? Why are we going down these things when I don't even know how to turn or stop? And it got really awkward at one point. And then... To be fair, I feel like the teacher, Jamie, I feel like he was just so bored by the end. Oh, so bored. And the videographer, because it, it was one's a, a snowboard instructor and the other one's a fucking Olympian. So they were having to babysit us down fucking slopes for two days. And it, it, it literally must have been like pulling fucking teeth out. How, how much did you love me by the second day? I think in the, what is it, six years that we've been friends? This is probably the most that I've despised Sam on a cellular level. I absolutely, he disgusted me, disgusted me to the point where I um, I never wanted to see his face again. And for two days after, I just didn't answer his calls because I needed, I needed some time away to remember that there are some good qualities to him because I'd forgotten them all. I had to send Pete um, a text message. I said, Pete, I, I will read you what I said to Pete. This is how angry I thought he was. I went, 
Mate, just wanted to say what an unbelievable few days it's been. So much fun and so much banter. I'm sorry if I went too far sometimes. <laughs> I hope I didn't piss you off too much. You're my best mate and I sometimes get overly excited and annoying when I'm having a really good time. And I know I can be draining sometimes. I, I sent a serious, serious message to Pete when we got back because I genuinely thought our friendship was over. And I literally looked at my phone and put that down. Hey, do you um, know what? You know, there was a point where Pete goes, I'm going down the slope and I'm I what I think having fun with Pete. And he turned around <laughs> and went, how to ruin any semblance of fun with Sam 101. How to ruin a trip. What is it? What do you say? Um, how to take the fun out of everything with Sam Thompson. <laughs> Um, because it, in the end it became there, there was no fun involved the funniest part for me was when Sam went to bed every night um, after dinner and I went out with a client yeah, yeah. Um, which was great we had a great time um, talking of going out with clients Sam did um, uh, something that considering that he is uh, made of money um, literally made of money absolutely cake I know he doesn't look like it but he's got fucking money coming out of his ear rolls um, I don't actually so on the night and normally Sam and I do this when we're on a job if we go out, um, uh, we will pay for dinner or whatever else for for the clients. I normally just go and do it and don't say anything, and then because it gets awkward, Sam stops the table talking. <laughs> Twelve people there, uh, guys, guys, guys. Uh, I'll get dinner. Oh, Sam, you don't have to do it. No, 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 no. No, you've been good to us. You have been really good to us. I'll get dinner. And I think, fuck me, he doesn't even get dinner when it's just me and him. Announced to the entire table of 12 people that he was going to get dinner. Oh, thanks, Sam, Sam, you're such a good guy. You're such a good guy. I thought, oh, fair enough. So I go out to go for a cigarette. Um, as I come back in, Sam is stood with the uh, uh, the guy in, you know, paying the bill. And as I walk past, the guy's gone, uh, excuse me, sir, do you card is declined? <laughs> and Sam went, pay? And I went, oh, fine, I'll get it. So I've got it. Now, I, for whatever reason, that that, that happened. Um, I then go back in and everyone's thanking Sam for dinner and he didn't even tell them <laughs> I got it. So um, that was really useful. And then and then a load of people went home. So on the second night, um, there's only, what, five, four or five of us left? Sam goes, don't worry, I'll get this. <laughs> so managed to get the £100 bill instead of the £1,000 bill from the night before, but everyone thinks that Sam paid for it. So uh, if you were on the trip and you listened to this, I will just, what's the word? Uh, take your thanks just, you know, telekinetically or whatever it is. Right, can I just say, I wanted the kudos. Yeah. See, that's like, when you said, everyone was talking, everyone's having a really good time, everyone's a little bit Stop pissed. Stop the entire Don't worry, guys. I've got this. And I was like, you don't have to do it. I was like, no, no, I do. I do have to do it. Genuinely, you've been so welcoming, so warm. Um, I was like, excuse me, sir, can we, can we get the bill, please? And he gave it to the other end of the table, didn't he? I went, no, we'll no, 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 no. We'll have over here, that. please, mate. And, um, and he came and she went, eh. went, the car's declined, mate. I just looked at Peter and went, save me. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's what we've done this week. Well, I'm um, not even done. Well, there uh, can't be more, can there? Yeah, yeah there's, there's, there's a lot more. Um, Pete got really fucked off at one point and stormed off the slopes uh, and went, I don't want to do it anymore. And went, no, 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 you guys go. You guys go. I'm just going to go for a bit. And then we had a <laughs> cock off where basically... Pete said I bullied him. <laughs> Pete went, you're being a bully. Yeah. I wasn't. I was just telling him you shit at snowboarding. But right? nonstop. And in, in all seriousness, and um, the footage of this, when because we've now seen some of the footage, and I, I don't know if if in your head now you've, you've got a realistic idea of how bad you also were, because in Sam's head, he potentially could... He was going, another week, and I think I could compete. <laughs> That's literally in his head. When you see the footage... 
there's not any difference between Sam and I. Genuinely, did you not think that when you saw the footage? Did you think, God, I thought I was better yeah, than that? Yeah, they used all the shit footage. No, I don't think they did, they Sam. Did. They used all the you were genuinely yeah. as bad. You were better than me, 100%. But you, th there wasn't that much in it. There wasn't much in it. You weren't fucking great either. But I was just having a bit of fun with Pete. Light banter, as I like to call there it. There was no light banter. He was going up to random people. <laughs> and even people that I knew, when I wasn't even there, going, oh, yeah, I'm snowboarding Pete and he's shit. And it was people that were telling me, going... Sam's just been telling everyone you're really shit. I was like, why? Why do they want to know? And they were like, I don't know. It's a bit... The, the people were actually going to me, is he always like that? As if, like, honestly, and this is what people don't realise, is Sam is a passive-aggressive bully. Yeah, I mean, this GB... I was part of the GB ski team that you told everyone. No, but I didn't. I didn't tell everyone. I told you in the airport. Well, I wasn't of course I'm going to mention that. When when did this happen? Because I this is another thing from you. Sam, Sam is... Um, I like to call him Jack Anori because you're full of fucking god-awful stories that never happened. So were you part of the GB... Basically, team? we actually met a South African that though, and Sam told him that he lived there. I did. I did live in South Africa for a bit. Sam, you go there on holiday because family has an estate there. No, they don't. That's a lie. I was in the airport, right? And I just off the cuff went, mate, you know, when I was like a real tiny kid, I used to train with like the junior GB people. I used to like go down the slalom with them and shit. And Pete then took that throwaway comment and announced it to the entire lodge and was like, Sam thinks he's a fucking Olympic skier. And he thinks he's We were with an Olympic snowboarder. I thought they might know some of the same and, people. And he wouldn't drop it. And he wouldn't fucking drop it. And then, yeah, and then he thought I was fucking bullying him, which I wasn't. He stormed off the fucking slopes, went, I'm going for a beer. I so was just... To be honest with you, I, the whole thing, I'm old and it hurt. So <laughs> I just wanted a beer, really. That's the whole point of when you go skiing and snowboarding. You don't do it because you want to do it. You do it because there's great parties and the Apres Ski is good. I knew at the very start when we were getting the coach to the resort, it was going to be one hell of a journey. I just knew it. We were all singing songs on the bus, on the bus there. We were all having, having a fucking good time on the way there. What happened was we had a private transfer from, because we landed in Munich uh, to go to Austria, which confused us both. And uh, we had to get a three hour coach ride uh, with three DJs who were out there performing with like Patrick Topping and people like that. I'm saying that like I know that is, I've got no idea. But those names that they were mentioning. So we sat, sat on the bus and this is midnight at this point. We're not going to get to um, uh, Austria till like two in the morning or whatever it was. And Sam went, so uh, should we all sing? And they all went, nope. Put the headphones in. Uh, so no one sang on the bus, did they? They're also, uh, when we arrived at Austria, like proper celebrities, like, as, as legends, people noticed uh, Pete and not me. Um, and, yeah, that happens quite a lot. And basically and really... were banging on the, on the side of the van, drunk revelers banging on the side of the van, Irish, going, that's fucking Pete Wicks. It's fucking Pete Wicks. I'm trying to get my head in, being like, I'm here too. I'm sat there being like, hi guys. And they go, fucking all Pete turned around to me, I'm going to have to open the door. He was like, because they were literally banging on the door. And they obviously knew it was like, and then Sam's going, don't open the door. Open the door. And obviously no one really spoke to Sam. So he put his hood up and sulked. I didn't. It was like one in the morning. And I was like, do you know what? I'm going to let Pete have this one. I'm going to let Pete have this one. Oh, thanks. Ever <laughs> um, really appreciate that. It's all I needed at that time. And uh, Pete basically flirted with the client for the whole time as well. He flirt with the client. We do this thing that's quite good. We're a fucking good double act. So I take the day, Pete takes the evening. And I'm just like, I'm like, guys, 
this can be the most amazing thing. High energy, very PG. Like, oh my God, let's hang out and have the best time. And then Pete takes some sort of like triple X style later down 6 the line. PM onwards, it's, um, yeah. that's what we call party Pete time. Yeah, exactly. Pete is fucking boring in the day as well. I don't think anyone knows this. In the day, he sulks, he's miserable, he just wants a beer and he hates where he is. The moment that we get back to the hotel, he's like, right guys, um, rooftop bar at the hotel, should we go for it? And I'm like, I'm a bit tired, Pete. And he goes, right, okay, well you go back to the room. So I then tag him in and then by like 8pm everyone's fucked upstairs he's literally got everyone tequila shots he's like no go on we'll do another one we'll do another one but go for dinner everyone's on the floor and then I make my swift exit it works really really well yeah it does it does work well I ended up in some sort of weird 90s rave um, in the middle of Austria, which was, in, uh, and it's it just so awkward for me because I can't dance. And a friend, a good friend of mine was there and uh, dragged me to the front in, I don't know what you call it, it's like a mosh pit or something. Yeah. I don't know. I was bouncing around like someone had just taken their drunk uncle at a wedding. <laughs> it was the most awkward thing I've ever done. Didn't know any of the words to any of the songs. I was just jumping up and down like a fucking kangaroo on acid. And it was just very awkward and it was very tiring. Pete's old friend, by the way, I also know, didn't say hello to me. <laughs> Yes, she did. Didn't say hello. Didn't say, I was there. You went, she went and gave you a hug. I went, hi. And she turned her back and went. Sam does do this awkward thing, though, because, I, I mean, I'm quite a friendly person of a... Fucking, that's a lie. Oh, come on. I talked to it. You literally saying it when we were out there. As soon as you get to a bar, it's like if, if, there's, a, if there's a bar there, I talk to everyone. Sam then just, just makes everything awkward. No, I don't. I just want to get involved. No, but your social awareness is zero. No, it's just I see you having fun. I want to be part of that banter. But it's because I'm having fun because it's it's without you. Yeah, but then I come in high energy and it like disrupts the equilibrium a little bit. Yeah, because everyone's like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Anyway, Austria was really, really fun. I had an amazing time. Pete didn't talk to me for three days afterwards, but now we're back here. I feel like we he's recharged a little bit. I've never not seen... enough. Maybe not enough. I've never seen him in a place where I thought, oh, he actually fucking doesn't want to be my friend anymore. We went up a tea bar. We tried to go up a tea bar and the guy was like, shove it up his ass, Shove it up his ass!" Oh, yeah. And so I was trying to shove this tea bar yeah, up his broke, ass. We broke the lift because Sam didn't do what he was supposed to do, was told he didn't do what he was supposed to do and then proceeded to tell everyone that was waiting, including families, to try and get up the mountain that it was all my fault. <laughs> Despite it being Sam's. We were holding onto the tea bar while it was dragging us up the fucking thing. Yeah. And people was going, just let fucking let go. Just let go, Sam. Just fucking let go. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I pulled my arm out of my socket at that point. And then um, we slid down to the bottom with families waiting. And I went, I'm so sorry, everyone. Pete's fault. I what we also discovered, whilst we're the last thing on this, is that Sam's actually quite a nasty person. Oh, fuck off. Don't um, be like that. There was a point where, and even, you know, this was noticed by a number of people. There was a point where, um, we were asked to do a jump. Yes, that's right, a jump, uh, based on the fact that we had been snowboarding for a period of four hours. Um, now, there was people that could actually ski and snowboard who wanted to do this jump. Obviously, we were having to try and film this. Now, Sam had tried the first time and didn't make it to the jump. I tried my time, didn't make it to the jump, let alone get to the jump and try and jump. We couldn't get to he the jump. He was so annoyed at this point as um, well. So uh, then, the, you know, people trying to queue up. Understandably, we've got to try and create this content, so we're trying to let people go through and all that. But there's some good skiers and they're going around and, and doing whatever they're doing and at the top uh, we were waiting by the jump at one point and this guy who'd been around a couple of times and you know I'd spoken to him a little bit at the top just going oh go on mate you can go forward really nice person really nice guy uh, Sam then watches his jump and goes well that was shit really loudly to someone he doesn't know and everyone was like fucking hell Sam it's a bit harsh he went no no 
he told me to hurry up up there. And I went, are you sure? Because he was a really nice guy going, lads, this is, you know, he was a really nice guy. As it turns out, um, he'd actually said good luck to Sam. <laughs> Sam had then decided that he hated him and started shouting, you're shit, as he was coming down the fucking the thing. <laughs> First thing um, is that's a true everyone, story. Even, yeah, even the client was like, He's a bit out of order, isn't he? Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't understand why everyone thought I was such a knob. I was like, no, nasty. he came for us first. Quite a nasty guy. Just sort of as like a side note, because I feel like Austria was actually kind of like, we both did that. We both lived that together, like a couple of legends. We came back from Austria and I thought you'd sort of like hibernate away. I thought you'd be like, you know what? I don't want to see the light of day for ages. I've got my Instagram account. He's at an Elton John concert. He's got f those big fucking glasses on and a furry scarf. And he's screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, what What's the song he's screaming? What was it? Every song. Hold me closer, tiny dancer. And he's got the phone up like that. He's got the fucking glass on. Down the highway, and I couldn't believe who the fuck I'd just seen. I've never seen a man so happy in my entire life. He's got the goggles on, he's got the, the scarf, he's hugging people. He's like got his arm. You need to go to more festivals and concerts, mate, because whatever don't the like fuck. You, I don't like people. No, I'm sorry. You had your arm around this girl, not like in that way, as in like in a friend way. My manager. And you were literally like, come here, love, hold me closer. <laughs> Isn't this fun? <laughs> Tiny dance. Look at us, we can't even sing, we're trying. Tiny dancer. We're really living in the moment <laughs> it was it was it was sickening it was fucking sickening um, to see you as happy as you were there so see what i mean puts me down the minute i'm happy he's not happy it was fucking brilliant yeah elton john farewell tour i was supposed to go a couple of weeks before um but couldn't um because i'd sang El and i was absolutely gutted so uh Gemma wheatley who's my manager managed to get tickets again so me and Gem went she loves elton john i love elton john um so we had an absolute Fucking blind up. Probably one of the best days I've had in a long time. Straight after Austria as well, so... I really needed it to pick me up from all the self-esteem issues I had following two days with Sam. <laughs> um, but it was so, so good. I did actually... Funnily enough, that does lead on to my staying relevant moment. It involves... You'll be quite happy with this. Um, you, you might be able to put this on Sam T Footy, your little blog. I had a fairly embarrassing moment. They're, they're, after Austria, they're not in short supply. In uh, Elton John, I was obviously quite drunk. Yes, I did have glasses on and, and a feather boa. Um, not that I'd taken from home. I went for a piss. A guy in there, really, really drunk. So I'm there, I've, I've had a piss and I'm washing my hands. And then there's a guy uh, at the urinals and I didn't really pay attention. There's another guy walked in. Look at you, mate, with your feather boa on. It's about you, are they talking to you? Yeah, this guy. So I've looked across thinking, knobhead. Um, and he's gone, you know, you look like, you look like footballer. <laughs> um, he went, Declan Rice. So I thought he was saying I look like Declan Rice. Um, so I went, well, the difference is, mate, I'm better at football than Declan Rice. The annoying and weird thing was actually at the urinal was Declan Rice's brother, the other person at the urinal. And he went, all right, mate. And I went, yeah. And he went, uh, Declan Rice's brother, you're not better than him. I went, oh, yeah, no, I was just, just joking, just joking. Go back to um, the box and tell my manager this. And she went, and, and my manager's uh, husband is um, a massive sports writer for Daily Mid. follows the England squad, does everything. Um, so anyway, tell her this. She's, she's FaceTimed her husband to tell him this fucking story. As we're doing that, Declan Rice actually walks past and goes, all right, mate. 
Oh, no. With his brother. And I'm, all right, Dick Crimstone, nice to meet you. So, how are you? You okay? Have fun in the toilet. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Have a good night. Bye, bye, Dick. Um, I love Declan Rice as well. Really nice guy, actually. Um, quite tall, taller than I thought. Yeah, big boy. What would you have done if Declan Rice wanted to have it out? He's a big boy. He's a big boy. Yeah, but I'm a buyer. You're a buyer. <laughs> um, no, absolutely not. No, listen, yeah, it was actually, yeah, I mean, he took it quite well. It was quite funny. But it's just, that's just so typical of me to just say the wrong things at the wrong time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I have a habit of doing that. Well, no, actually, no, I don't think that's right. I think you're normally quite cool, calm and collected. I think this is a one-off Pete Wicks fumble. So your staying relevant moment for the week is interviewing the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I did see something about this. So I, to be honest with you, I've obviously heard of the Jonas Brothers, but no idea what the fuck they do. Sing, yeah? Yeah. I eat cheese, but only on pizza, please. Or maybe a quesadilla. It like Otherwise, it smells like feet to me. Is that TikTok? No. Well, that can't be a song. I like the moon. That's not a song. When it looks like a toenail. What are you singing? Nick Jonas, Disney. What, is that actually a song? Yeah, Camp it? Rock. Uh, yeah. Camp Rock. Camp Rock. So who the fuck are, so what was the point in the interview? I interviewed the uh, Jonas Brothers. They're fucking huge. Big stars. Big stars. Right. Um, and they came in. Nick was quite quiet, going to be honest with you. Got a bit worried about that because I was just like, oh no, you don't know what to say. Uh, well, the middle one, well, the middle one's Joe Jonas. He's a legend. Joe, Joe Jonas. Jonas. Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas. Joe, Joe Jonas. No, don't because you're going to make me say it. Joe, Joe Jonas. Joe is a legend, really nice guy. So he was the one that you liked and the other two you didn't like? No, Kevin was really sweet. So basically, just to give you a little bit of, of, of background on the Jonas Brothers. Oh, please do. Basically, you got Nick, you got Nick who went solo. You've got Joe who also went solo. Both got very, very good voices. And then you've got Kevin. <laughs> now, Kevin's a legend, right? It's so a they, bit like when me, you and Zara go out. Kind of, actually, yeah, to be fair. And you're, you're the third man that's <laughs> never really there. You're Kevin. And, uh, but actually, to be fair, a, a lot of people are saying right now that we're entering, entering our Kevin era at the moment. Who, Kevin's yes. really... He's, Kevin's No, Kevin is just really sort of coming out of his shell at the moment. And uh, I know you don't care about this, but there's a lot of Jonas Brothers fans out there who will agree with me that Kevin is really going into his era at the moment. Um, so they come in and um, we have a light conversation uh, and there's not much chat going on at this point. I'm a little bit nervous. Well, can I interject here? Because are you going to tell uh, a different story or are you going to tell the one that surrounds you offering Chelsea tickets to someone? Yeah. Oh, you're going to tell this story? Yeah, because you're going to butcher it and okay. it's not actually right. as bad as what you're going to say it is. Strap yourselves in. I basically brought up my colonoscopy to the Jonas Brothers. Why? Because he had said, and this is why it was a fine thing to say, because he went, because they just got their Hollywood Hall of Fame star on the on the, board, on the sidewalk. And so they have um, individual ones? Yeah, they it, do. So, so even um, the third Even man. Kevin. <laughs> even Kevin. And, uh, and so Nick then went, I actually invited my GP to my Hollywood uh, Hall of Fame launch, the opening of it. And um, I went, oh, that's interesting. Well, I don't know, this is the point. I was like, that's a weird thing to do. But to be fair, when I got a colonoscopy, I offered my season tickets to my doctor. And then my doctor turned around to me and went, hey, mate, take me for dinner first. I've just been up your bum. And, I, and, then, <laughs> and then that's where I lost him. I didn't lose him at the colonoscopy bit. I lost him at the second bit where my, where my doctor was like, I've been up your ass. Okay, so um, let's delve a little bit further uh, into this, not like your doctor did. The Jonas Brothers, great, very relevant, interesting, I'm sure, but I don't care. At what point were you offering tickets to the doctor when he was inside you or... <laughs> After when you were having a cuddle? No, so as as I was getting wheeled out, after he had been... Wheeled out? Me, How 
far in did he go that you couldn't fucking walk? Fucking high, right to the small intestine. Jesus yeah. Christ. I loved it. it. Mate, I fucking loved it. It was unreal. Mate, it was so good. Fuck me. And then he wheeled me out and that's when I went, Why mate, did he, what do you mean wheeled you out? What actually? Into the recovery room. Apparently I was just pooing all over the gaff. You're farting, you're literally like, blah. And I'm um, sorry, this is very, this is, is very intense, but like, Basically, as I'm getting wheeled into the recovery room, I literally went, mate, I went, you look like a football fan. <laughs> I was like, take my season tickets. And that was it. That was a story that I told the Jonas Brothers. Not like that, to be fair. And have you been out on a date since, or was it just a one-night thing? No, but you texted me today. Oh, excellent. Yeah. What, you you haven't doing? heard from you for a while. How are you? He's a really good lad. I call him Dr. Gastric in my phone. Do you? Yeah. What does he call you? Pop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we start with introducing the sidebar of shame? Because then we have our jingle, don't we? I'm not talking about what I really want to talk yes, about. Yes, but we do the jingle. That's how we get into the Zarbrough show. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah same every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week. All right, ready? So, time for the Sidebar of Shame. But you don't have to sing it because we have a jingle. We have a jingle, but it's not as good as that. Sidebar of Shame. It's the Sidebar of Shame. Yeehaw. I'm going to take control of this one, if you don't mind. Oh, instead of talking over Pete, give a shit, because I'm going fucking A100 on this. So, what does that even mean? As I am trawling through the Daily Mail online, right, trying to find something of interest for our listener, I stumble upon a fucking gold mine. And when I say gold mine, I mean a Pete, a Pete Wicks. The only way is Essex fucking goldmine. Come on, then. Give it to me. Pete Wicks, embroiled in new Towie feud as his former co-stars brand him fickle. Pete Wicks got absolutely fucking torn apart by his ex-Towie cast members who absolutely mugged you off so hard. And it's on every publication, not just no, the Daily hold Mail. On, hold on, just, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Just give me, do me one favour. Just put that, to fold that over for a minute. Now tell me who they were. Well, the Sun. No, no, no. Tell me who the Towie cast members were. Oh. Oh, fucking hell. Um... And that just about says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, wait, my God. Who's fucking Amy Charles's mate? Don't know. So tell me who they are. Tell me these big stars. Oh, the geezer. It's not just in the Daily Mail. The Sun, the Daily Mail, OK Magazine, Mirror, Digital Spy, Independent, Closer. <laughs> Reality star 38 was allegedly branded fickle. A saff- <laughs> right, for a start, you've made that bit up. Your son, you thought no one was going to notice that. <laughs> See, everything he does is just a slight edit to it. The reality star, 34, was allegedly branded fickle as he's been focusing on other projects, including some with Made in Chelsea. That's annoying how they reference Made in Chelsea. With Sam Thompson appearing to reference Pete's recent comments when he said the cast members were fake fucks. <laughs> so, Making a dig at his friendship with Sam Thompson suggested it's helping him stay famous. <laughs> I mean, that part I have to completely agree with. <laughs> now, the biggest problem I have with this is that um, I haven't disrespected the show at all. I haven't said anything about the show. We've said repeatedly, a number of yep. times, we wouldn't be anywhere without Towie and without Made in Chelsea. We wouldn't be doing what we do. What I have disrespected is those dickheads. <laughs> so actually, it's not the show. 
It's not the show that I'm disrespecting. The show is a great show. Has been for a long period of time uh, and I owe an awful lot to the show and I love the people that make the show and the people that work behind the cameras. It's the people on the cameras that are a problem. Saffron, I think, was having a bad day that day. Um, because I also then looked up Tawi after I was sent this by my, my PR people um, and she has, um, that day, uh, she's revealed a new feud with three other people. The, the, the slagging off the show is, is complete bollocks. It's what happens is when you do these shows is you have people that are used by producers and by other people to stir the pot. I like to call them ladles. Um, because what they do is they are never the soup, but they are there to stir with him. <laughs> it's like never the bride, always the bridesmaid. So every show, um, uh, you know, you have a, a number of people within a cast and you have the people that bring storyline and the people that people are very interested in and you've got the people that go, oh, what's that one's name? I'll tell you what her name is, Ladle, because they're the ones that are used to just, just stir the pot a bit. And you, every show needs that. You need that sort of stuff. Do you know what's funny, though? It's always the Ladle who is the most outspoken in things like this. Because they have to be. Yeah. And, and, and there's absolutely... You're fine because that's your way of staying relevant. But the point of of what I had said on on Grace Barry's podcast, which by the way was months ago, I think it's what they've been holding in for a while, four or five months ago. And I know how this works. What happens is they do a press day for for Towie. And journalists will bring up things that have been said over the past however long because um, they don't often, you know, some of these people aren't often in the press. So when they have these days... Slide dig there. Uh, when, when they have these days, they'll bring up these things that, that then create these big, big things. So from that day, Saffron's, uh, you know, obviously said a number of things about different people, um, which leads into what this whole podcast is. It's a way to stay relevant, isn't it? That's purposely what people do, um, is that as soon as you have a feud or a, um, a, a little dig at someone there's going to be articles there is going to be articles about what I've just said here I actually got asked a right to reply from this so when they uh, do news articles but I saved it I saved it to say, to say it here because that way we get pressed for our podcast. So thank you all for slagging me off. You are all fake fucks. Um, I haven't disrespected the show. I think the show is fucking great and I an awful lot to the show. I wouldn't be in a position where I get to go and do some amazing things if it wasn't for Tower. In Austria. However, I am no longer contractually obliged to tolerate you. So I don't have to do that anymore. So thank you for making us relevant again. I even made the cut. <laughs> she went, she went... Where'd she go? He's doing things with Sam Thompson. Come on, no, baby, we're no, in. No, no, no. The actual phrase, um, I think, was he better stay close to Sam Thompson, Sam Thompson otherwise he's finished. <laughs> yeah. Now that bit, she's 100% true on. Um, I have to agree with that. Uh, you are uh, making moves in the world uh, currently and I am hanging on to your coattails and I am actually looking for a job potentially uh, going forward as your tour manager. I will consider the offer. I will check your CV out and come back to you in a while. Is there a chance of Pete Wicks going back to settle scores? No. And if you do... Can I come? Um, no, listen, it's, it's not a fucking feud, is it? Let me come with... Just humour me. We turn up. Motorbike, sidecar, right? Visualise it, okay? You're on motorbike. Yeah. I'm on sidecar. Goggles, headgear. We're going down Brentwood. Yeah, I can't think of anything that says I'm really angry than walking into a row with goggles and headgear. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then, then we turn right. We go into the monkey's forehead. They're there having a pint. We're having a pint. Oh, is that a pun? Yeah, forehead, right? well, it just sounds like an Essex pub, doesn't it? The monkey's forehead. More like the axe wound. And then, oh, and, and we go in, we park up a bike, legally, obviously, 
and uh, we stroll in. I'm next to you, so I'm your side piece, because that's always what happens. Basically, if there's ever an argument on reality TV, there's the pe two people who are having the main argument, and then they're pals, they're backup, if you will. Um, so you walk I don't think in. I'll never take you as backup. Oh, fuck <laughs> off, mate. I'll, uh, mate, I'm a, I, you know, I'll give them a tongue lashing, and then, and I'll be your lackey. So I'll, I'll take out their lackey, and I'll, I'll come in with like, with a, stay out of it, just fucking stay out of it. You don't know what you're talking about. And then you go in with like, with like a, I didn't want to have to come back and say this, but you fucking did this three years ago and don't think I haven't fucking remembered it. But I don't remember anything anyone's ever done. Towie, if you're listening, get us in. Anyway, this has been Staying Relevant. What an amazing, amazing episode we've had. Um, it's been really illuminating. I feel great. Do you know what we are? The truth. No, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. I'm shaking. I'm fucking shaking. Let's let's not call uh, the, the truth because um, there will be times when we don't talk the truth. Well, anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Staying Relevant with Pete Wicks and Sam Thompson. You can check us out on YouTube every Friday. This comes out on every single Monday on Spotify or any platform you listen to your podcast. We're a couple of legends. Pete is very angry right now, but is he? Pete is very well, relaxed. Hi, Ed. Pete is very relaxed right now, and um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Stan Relevant Podcast. Uh, search us on YouTube for Stan Relevant Podcast. On TikTok, we are at Stan Relevant Podcast. I think you get the drift. Yeah, see you all next week. Fuckers, rate, review, and all that shit. You know when you get these like uh, American celebrities or, or these people that come over. They don't like Weatherspoons. There is no way the Jonas Brothers sit in Weatherspoons with Kev going, oh, rounds on me, yoga bombs, and it's fucking Curry Tuesdays, £7. For, like, there are like, never Curry Tuesdays. There actually uh, used to be Curry Tuesdays in Weatherspoons, mate. Um, thank you, Saffron, darling. All right. You would never know that because... You I know, knew you were going to do that. I'm just saying, you know, they, they, they don't have that in the wine bars in Chelsea. I have, I have to have legal training apparently now. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine that's probably a good... I imagine we should probably have that just for this. I have to have legal training. <laughs> wow. Legal training. We should have legal training. Apparently that's a two-hour ordeal as well. Two hours that yeah. day. God, that'll mean you'll have like a fucking five, six-hour work day. Fuck off. Terrible, isn't it? I'm not... Pete bought salopettes to fucking snowboarding. He bought fucking dungarees. My dad used to have salopettes. Um, he bought but... salopettes with flares. But they have to get over, over the boot. Um... Insanity Group. <laughs>